Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porras, Doctor of Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst at FantasyPoints.com. Gracias por tus orejas. Thanks for your ears. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about process. Process for an injury analyst, I know I've talked about it and I've hammered it home over and over and over, but it's different. Not that it's harder or easier than doing actual in fantasy football analysis. It's just different. So when you look at data from a previous season, if the coaching staff remains the same, the player remains uninjured, the situation remains the same for a wide receiver, for example, the quarterback remains the same, all things equal, the way that an analyst projects for that receiver doesn't change. So you can accurately predict, if you're good at this, you know, at least with 50% certainty, what's going to happen with that receiver. Now, flip it over to injury analysis, and we don't know what's actually going on. We operate off of team reports. So when you look at an injury analyst and they're basically breaking down what an injury might be, we don't know for a fact. We don't know 100% what's exactly going on. A good example of process over result in terms of planning for this week is Joe Mixon. I put a tweet out about Joe Mixon. It was two days ago. And I said, regarding Joe Mixon, this NFL study showed a grade one midfoot sprain causes a mean of three missed days. A grade two midfoot sprain causes a mean of three to six days. Operating under the assumption this is a grade one, history tells us Mixon will be back this week. It's a small sample of 15, but it's what we got. So essentially, this, this study is called Midfoot Sprains in the National Football League. It's a 2014 study by Osbar and colleagues. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But essentially, the sample was so small that we didn't really know if we could be confident in it. We were also operating under the assumption that Joe Mixon had specifically a midfoot sprain. Another assumption we were operating under was that it was a grade one, which we obviously can see maybe that wasn't the case. We honestly still don't know. Another and last most important point is that we don't know what Zach Taylor and the medical staff have planned for Joe Mixon. We don't know if they're conservative, which it seems like they are, or if they're a little more reckless, or if they just don't know exactly what's going on with him yet, and if they're, the tests are inconclusive. We don't know why Joe Mixon's sitting out this week, but the best available data, unfortunately, with the information that we had at the time, um, was inaccurate. And that's not wrong process. That's just, unfortunately, the name of the game when it comes to injury analysis. We can look at all the data in the world, but if it doesn't apply specifically to that player, then it's really difficult to project. So hopefully this isn't a more than a great, you know, one sprain for Mixon of the midfoot. Hopefully he comes back next week, but obviously it's not a guarantee. I thought he would, could come back this week, um, but he didn't. So this is just something to keep an eye on as the week moves forward. By the way, make sure to follow me on Twitter at FBInjuryDoc. So let's talk about a player a lot of people are probably wondering about, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is on the injury report with an ankle injury. It's not the first time he's been on the injury report this year. He was on the injury report in week four with an ankle injury. And in past years, he's had ankle injuries and issues that he's fought through. He's obviously fought through these injuries his most of his career, and so his upside is always there. But this week, he didn't practice until Friday in a limited fashion. The good news is that last time in week four, when Hopkins was on the injury report with an ankle injury, he didn't even practice at all and still played. The bad news is in that same game, he had nine targets in just 41 yards. So he's volatile this week. I know I say that about a lot of players, but Hopkins really is. A star like him is always bound to go off they're always they always have the potential to go off but with an ankle injury that's hampering him and clearly lingering 
And after the performance he had against the Cowboys recently, two receptions on eight targets, in DFS, I'm not trusting Hopkins simply because that ankle is something that I just can't get over right now. But let me be clear. I'm not totally fading Hopkins in a game that should be, you know, really high scoring against the Seahawks. I just personally am not going to be overweight on him. But you obviously need your shares of Nuke. So let's talk about Aaron Jones, who just got put on the practice report on Friday. Apparently, it was a calf issue. I'm not sure I've seen a history of calf issues for Aaron Jones in the past. This is probably just a spike or dip in workloads issue coming off the bye. Well, one week after the bye, anyway. And it's one of those things that we don't really know what's going to happen. Lafleur said it's, quote, more on the questionable side. But the fact that he's still have that he's having this issue and was downgraded is not not a good sign. If you have Aaron Jones in season long, obviously, if he's on, if he goes, you have to start him. But he's truly questionable. Like this seems like it's really a questionable option at this point. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jones sits. Right now, I would say there's actually a 50% chance that he does sit, because sitting out in practice on a Friday, after you practiced all week is not a good sign. You also get into the competitive advantage thing, like our coaches just trying to hide that a player's fine, or are they trying, you know, do they know that the player's actually not going to play? You don't, we don't really know what's going on here. And so for our purposes, you have to start him if he goes, but you just have to pay attention to the injury report, pay attention to Sunday actives and actives, be ready to swap him out of your lineup and don't be too overweight on him in your DFS lineups. Another dude you want to keep an eye on this week is Jarvis Landry. Not that you love Jarvis Landry, not that he's been some, you know, crazy good fantasy asset necessarily, but he's been battling these injuries, a couple of injuries for a while now. He's on the injury report this week with hips and ribs. He basically said when they asked him, what's the worst part about the ribs injury? He said, it hurts. And he's not lying. Ribs injuries are no joke. Ribs injuries can knock players out. An example I can think of right now from last year is Emmanuel Sanders. He played in a game with through a ribs injury, and you know it wasn't it wasn't very pretty. I think he caught like two passes or something. They're just it makes players more volatile. These are difficult injuries to play through. They're painful. It hurts to breathe sometimes. It hurts to get knocked down sometimes. It hurts to block. It hurts to extend your arms upward. This is just a situation he's been dealing with since last week. So the hope is that it's better this week, just with time. But that's not necessarily a guarantee. So that makes Jarvis Landry a little more volatile than usual. And let's also talk about his teammate, his best friend, his BFF, Odell Beckham Jr. So Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ for short, I don't know if you've heard his nickname before. He said in an interview this week, you know, I stubbed my toe or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. He said something along the lines of he stubbed his toe and he's dealing with a turf toe type thing. He's not on the injury report. It's not a formal designation, but it's something that you really need to be aware of. Again, this wide receiver core is pretty volatile. I don't think you're necessarily loving them in DFS. I don't think you're necessarily loving them in season long. Maybe you are. I don't know. But OBJ basically said that he's fighting through a turf toe injury that he had since the Cowboys game. And that's something to monitor something that you'll want to keep an eye on. And if you're splitting hairs between him and another player in season long, for example, let that be a deciding factor. Maybe it's just something to be aware of. It's more information to take in. I wanted to close by talking about Austin Eckler. People are freaking out about Austin Eckler again. 
I'm not entirely sure why. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened that made people freak out. No, yes, I am sure what happened. Anthony Lynn came out this week, and he basically said that it's a serious injury. But the thing is, we knew it was a serious injury. We knew from the beginning it was a serious injury. Adam Schefter reported like the first day that it was going to be a five or six week absence for Austin Eckler. So I'm not sure where the newfound scare came from. I'm not sure where the newfound panic came from. But this injury that Austin Eckler has, ladies and gentlemen, is serious. And it's always been serious. I mean, the injury happened October, what was it, October 4th? And we're sitting here October 23rd. He's just going to be, what is that, three weeks on Sunday that he injured this hamstring? A grade two, at least. So Anthony Lynn, I know he said he'll be back later rather than sooner. But I made the point on Twitter, and this was two days ago, at FB Injury Doc. I said, guys and girls, inhale now, exhale. One, Eckler was placed on IR 12 days ago, which now means that was about 14 days ago. Uh, It's been less than 17 days since his injury, so now it's about 19 days. Uh, Timelines haven't changed. A mid-November return is still the target. This isn't new information. So for those of you panicking about Austin Eckler, for those of you scared, for those of you not not knowing what to make of Lynn's comment, it's not new information. Um, He's just putting out information that we already knew. The truth is, Eckler will probably miss five games, maybe six on the high end. But the Las Vegas game is what I'm eyeballing for him, if not the week after that. Um, It's not a foregone conclusion. Obviously, things change. But based off of the data and based off of my own experience with hamstring strains, helping people get through hamstring strains, that's what I'm thinking on Austin Eckler. So don't panic. It's all going to be okay. Thanks for listening again. Make sure to subscribe, please, rate, please, review, please. Follow me on Twitter, please, at FB Injury Doc. Get the full injury preview at fantasypoints.com. And thanks again.